back to Generations. I am one of your hosts, Aubrey Jones. And I'm your other host, Peter. Did you almost forget what it was called there for a moment? You kind of yeah. looked like there was a little hesitation, like you were getting ready to call it the wrong name. <laughs> I was like middle uh, generations. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had forgot. to do the same. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, well, welcome everyone to the pod. Um, today we kind of figured we'd kick off the new year talking about some goals and things like that but before we get too deep into that how have you been how has january been treating you so far um it's been okay you know i had kind of the first week off which was really nice mm-hmm. um, it was a lot of fun to well i don't know if i'd say a lot of fun but it was good <laughs> to have a break and try and you know do some reading and just kind of lay low take it easy um so That was nice. And now I'm back in it and going full steam ahead and, you know, I I don't know. (laughs) Hooray, full steam ahead. (laughs) What about you? How have you been? (laughs) Pretty good. I am just obviously sad Christmas break and everything is over because then I have to do, you know, real life and everything. And the semester is kind of a beast for me, but it's always a beast. So I don't, (laughs) I don't think anything could be as bad as last semester though. Um, so that's good. (laughs) (laughs) We love that. Strictly because of my stupid math class last semester. That was actually the death of me, but (laughs) I passed. But you passed it. It's over. Everyone wants to know I passed. (laughs) Um, with low key, well, not flying colors, maybe like running colors. I don't know. Midway colors. That works. <laughs> uh, I passed and that's, that's all I needed. So yeah, this semester is going to be kind of a beast. I'm, I have a lot of like on campus jobs that mean I have a lot of like meetings and random things mm, during the week, yeah. um, that, you know, I can't, it's not like I can do homework during those so i actually have to pay attention and sit there for an hour and <laughs> dang it give my input and perspective on things <laughs> yeah. which is obnoxious but hey i'm getting paid for like 75 percent of my day five days that's a week. awesome we like so, that so that's great but yeah it's gonna be a beast but i'm i'm optimistic for this semester so good um but anyway we kind of figured we could chat about our we, a couple episodes back, I know we were chatting about like our goals and things that we both kind of started making and sticking to and reflecting on and stuff in the last, like I don't know, six months or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so we figured we'd kind of bring that back and talk about our New Year's goals slash resolutions. Which, when you were bringing this topic up to me, you said you hated the word resolution. So I'd love to I know do. why. <laughs> I do, because I think it's garbage. Um, and I'll tell you why I think it's garbage. So, look, I remember growing up, sitting down, usually for like a family home evening type activity, at some point around the beginning of January, And being forced to make New Year's resolutions 
And as a family, we would sometimes write them down on a big piece of poster board uh-huh. and I would make my own and, and we had to write them. And, and, um, I don't think ever once myself personally or us as a family achieved a single one of those <laughs> new year's resolutions. <laughs> Because the problem is, is when you set a new year's resolution, you know, the, the, the habit is to, to make this, these series of goals for the year. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just going to say this, but for the most part, if you're setting a goal that you're going to achieve in 12 months, you have set yourself up for failure. Right. Now, there can be things like you can have as a goal, I want to, for example, get into medical school. Okay, that's a dumbass resolution (laughs) to set because that's not a resolution. That's a life event that you're then working towards. Mm -hmm. But the problem I see it with New Year's resolutions is you are setting yourself up for failure every time. You're not going to accomplish them and then you're going to feel bad and you're going to get into this situation where I, as a teenager and as even a kid and then as an adult, like every time somebody would talk about New Year's resolutions, I felt sick to my stomach, like physically ill with stress because I never achieved them because you set the goal in January and then you let it go by the wayside and then the next thing you knew you didn't achieve it. And now you feel bad because you didn't achieve it. And now you've got to make a new one and it's just garbage. It's a bad thing to do. Let's put this as an example. Let's say in January, I make the resolution. I want to lose 30 pounds this year. Okay. What happens if it's, I get, if I get to December 31st and I lost 25 pounds. Well, technically haven't hit your goal there. <laughs> I failed my resolution. Uh-huh. I did. <laughs> I did. It doesn't matter that you are like, oh, but I lost 25. But if in your head and for a year you've been, this is my goal. This is my resolution. And you don't achieve it. You've set yourself up for failure. Yep. So what I kind of started adopting, and I need to give the credit to um, CGP Gray and Mike Hurley from the Cortex podcast. But I really... You know, I did last year and I've actually feel like at least, and again, I know we're only two weeks into this year, but I'm trying to adopt the idea of a yearly theme instead of resolutions. And the idea behind the yearly theme is you kind of come up with this big overarching theme for the year so that then as you're making decisions And as you're doing activities and as you're doing other things throughout the year, you have kind of a guiding principle of, well, what are the things I want to, what is, what are the things or the thing I want to focus on this year? And how are the things I'm doing applying to working towards and and coincide with that theme? So for example, instead of saying, I want to lose 30 pounds this year, if you say, make the theme of the year, improved physical health. So you lost 25 pounds. You improved your physical health. Right. You got stronger. You improved your physical health. You started doing yoga and improved your mobility and your flexibility. You improved your physical health. You did cardio. You got so that you were walking a 20 minute mile 
to by the end of the year, you're walking a 17 minute mile. You improved your physical health. You succeeded. You carried out your theme. And I think that it's so much more of a positive way to think about approaching a new year because you're never setting yourself up for failure. But what you're doing is you're giving context to the activities you want to do throughout the course of the year. So in that regard, I think resolutions are bad and the idea of a yearly theme or something akin to that actually is very healthy and very good. Totally. So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. My, my biggest issue with like New Year's resolutions and stuff like that is that the common thing that people tend to do is set like you know, huge goals at the beginning of the year because they feel like they need to, because they feel like they need to set, be setting goals that are going to last, you know, 12 months. Right. Like, and it has to be a big right. thing it has if it's going to last 12 yeah, months. Exactly. Like it has to be something massive because if you do something small, then you're going to look, you know, pathetic because you're doing all these tiny goals, blah, blah, blah. And that's like, yeah, because if you're like, set your, your, if your New Year's resolution is, I'm going to lose two pounds. Hey, guess what? Right. If I have a really good dump, I can you lose lost two, pounds. two pounds. I just, yeah. you know, in the course of two and a half minutes, I met right. my New Year's resolution. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And so it gets in people's head. And I know it got into my head for like my whole life, basically, that, you know, January comes around and you want to like completely change yourself as a person. Like you want to like reform everything you're doing and you're like, oh, it's January. I'm going to pick up this hobby. I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to learn this sport. I'm going to learn this instrument. Like crazy things that like seems realistic at the time because you're like, well, I have the whole year to do this. But like that's not realistic Mm -hmm. in any way, shape or form. And so kind of like... I know we talked about this in the last episode when we were talking about our goals is I've specifically broken down my goals into, well, I like have my big kind of like themes and then I break those down into sections and then I break those down into actual goals where I actually have something that I can achieve like week by week Mm -hmm. because week by week for me is a lot easier (laughs) Then month by month or year by year sort of goals, um, like breaking it into small bite-sized pieces and maybe like sometimes I kind of lowball my goals a little bit. Like maybe like, for example, one of mine is I want to improve my mobility. So I want to do yoga more. So I broke sure. my goal down into doing two 10 minute yoga classes off the Peloton app, just two in a week. And that is like. That is what I'm expecting of myself. Like, that is what I'm setting for myself. Because, Mm -hmm. of course, what I would love to do is, you know, do 30 minutes of yoga at night to, like, help myself wind down before bed every night. That's, like, what I would love to do. But I know I'm not going to be able to jump right into that when I haven't done yoga in, like, years ever or ever consistently. And so I I set it down into, like, a bite-sized piece. And then when I achieve that goal... Then I'm like, you know, you get the little burst of motivation. I get the little burst of confidence. Like, look, I did it. I achieved my goal. And then if I'm consistent with that, then I'll probably up it to like three or four times a week. And then, you know, so forth from there. And and then eventually, like, you know, my mobility will be improved. And then that, you know, all the good effects of yoga, obviously. Um, but 
I just, I got so stuck throughout like my whole life with trying to make goals of self-improvement in any sort of way because I just, I didn't like with how my life was going. And so I would set a goal that was just like way up in the clouds that just like there was no way that was happening and then I'd beat myself up over and over again because I'd be like you're lazy you're not consistent like you can't make this goal like how are you gonna you know do whatever else you want to do with your life you know and so then instead of it being a nice motivator to make goals and achieve them it was just beating me up it was just beating myself up and that was a very like goals are supposed to be a very positive thing, not something sure. you're punishing yourself for all the time. So I am I am glad that I have gotten to a point where it is now, yes, a positive thing, and it's not something I feel bad about every time I like look at it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I, I read this article that I got. Um, Noble is it's just like a fitness company. They have you know shoes and clothes and and stuff uh-huh. like that. And I got an email because I've bought stuff from them before. Uh, just the title of the email was resolutions are bull s, you know, bull pucky. Uh-huh. And there are a couple of things I had highlighted that I liked. I liked this. It said, realize that January 1st isn't a magic gate to a new me. It's just another page on the calendar. What really counts is waking up every day and treating it like it's day one, resolving not to give in. And then... The journey from a bad habit to a good one is not about a dramatic overnight transformation, but it becomes about the resilience and determination to make a better choice every day, every hour, and eventually every breath. It's about making consistent small choices that accumulate into significant changes. So I think, again, like you pointed out, the problem is when you look at this idea of New Year's resolutions, you're making, if you want it to be something you're working on for a year, it has to be kind of big. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, by making it kind of big like that, you're setting yourself up for failure. You yeah. just are. You're making things that are too big and too nebulous to realistically get through. And uh, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it really yeah. kind of, it, it kind of drove me crazy. Um, yeah. And so I think that that was for me where I had to have this mindset change. Because again, like you said, if you don't set a goal for the whole year, but you come up with some context about the things you want to work on that year, then every little thing you do can count towards that. Right. Okay. So my theme for the year of 2024 is improved. It's the year of improved health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've split that. I've split that down now into physical health and wellness mental health and wellness, and emotional and spiritual health and wellness. So to put things into perspective, one of the things that I have and and kind of put, you know, so, so I came up with this theme and then I went through and I made a whole list of things that are like, what are things that contribute to my physical health and wellness? Okay. And then just a list of the things that contribute to that, anything that is a positive step towards that. Same thing with mental, same thing with emotional and spiritual. And so now I have, I, I have things set up so that I have goals and I can, I, then I use that right. on my weekly goal setting and review to go, how did I do? I'm still doing the same thing that we talked about a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Yep, me too. You know, every Sunday, go through, look at my goals from the last week, reflect, write down, 
each one of those goals that I set, how did I do? And be honest, you know, and some of it's like, you know what? Totally whiffed that one this week. Yep. Okay. You, you, here's the thing. You cannot get better if you're afraid of being honest. Yep. If you're afraid of recognizing, admitting, and owning your failure, you'll never get better. Mm -hmm. So that was the first thing. But you know what? It's not that big of a deal. Right. If you fail this little goal you set for a week. Right. Because it's just a week. It's it's just a week. Correct. It's not like, you know, oh, boy, again, I wanted to lose 30 pounds and I lost 28. I failed. Yep. So, but here's the other thing. Because you're breaking things down a lot smaller and you're spending the time to really think, well, what are, what, what matters? What applies to this? You know what? One of the things that's good for my mental health is Mm -hmm. reading things I enjoy. Yeah. So if I sit down and I read a book, if I spent 20 minutes today reading a book I like, that worked towards my goal. (laughs) That fit my theme. That thing I enjoy doing Mm -hmm. contributed to my mental health and wellness. Right. And so it was a success. It was an important thing to do. I don't feel guilty about the fact, ooh, I sat down and I I read a book. I mean, I spent a lot of time in the last couple of weeks reading The Wheel of Time, books 12 and 13, because I'm finally getting into them again, and I'm Mm -hmm. enjoying it, and I'm trying to finish that (laughs) series. I'm on book 14 now, the last book. But I didn't regret any of that time because I kind of couched it as, hey, I have some extra time to do this. Yeah. It improves my mental health. It contributes towards and is consistent with my theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I totally like the, you know, you just have big, big old themes that multiple things can like go towards that because like, I don't know, I especially kind of fell into the whole, I guess when I was younger, where if I was like spending my free time, not doing anything that quote went towards my goals I just felt super guilty about it even if it was like something I enjoyed like if I was like if I was reading or something and if I didn't have that written down as one of my goals I sort of felt guilty and I was like oh well my goal is to get my splits down I should be stretching during this time instead of reading you know stuff like that sure and that always was a big um factor in just beating myself up constantly Um, but yeah, I agree. Like I have, I have some big goals and a lot of them are with like physical and academic because I'm like getting to the point in my college career where I'm like thinking about my like actual career. Um, Uh and so I have little specific things, like I have specific things I'm going to try and do every week. But since my my theme is to focus more on academics and focus more on my research and stuff like that, then I have a million things I do every week still go towards that goal. Sure. Like, for example, I have um, scheduled time for me to work on my Python skills every week because I'm bad at Python and astronomers mm-hmm. only use Python. So if mm-hmm. I'm bad at Python, I'm screwed. So... I have that thing where I'm scheduling time to work on my Python skills and like practice Python stuff. But at the same time, like 
everything else I'm doing goes still goes towards that goal. Spending a little extra time on reading my textbook for my astrophysics class. That's still like going towards my goals of trying to be more well-rounded as like an astrophysicist. And so all of the little things that I'm doing are still going towards that. Or I also picked up this little job where I'm part of this committee where the in the physics and astronomy department, the upperclassmen get connected to the lowerclassmen and basically like give them advice on how to like, I don't know, be a student in the physics department and like talk to professors sure. and like write your resume, blah, blah, blah. And I picked up that little thing because it's good money and it's sh- uh, like not a ton of hours in the week. But it's contributing to my overall goal because guess who's the head of that program? My astrophysics professor. Nice. (laughs) So working closely with those professors and getting those professional relationships makes it easier for me to do well in those classes, which then, of course, you know, it's the domino effect. It just overall helps my goal of trying to become an astrophysicist. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so those little things are just keeping it in bite-sized pieces keeps my motivation up and it also helps me focus on this is like super common that people always say is like your why for all of your goals your why for all of your themes or whatever and it may i don't know like again when i was little if it wasn't a big little i was like 16 um like Big goals, if it wasn't a big goal, it felt like it wasn't worth it to make because it was too small. But I have seen, like, ever since I started doing my, like, goal setting and reflection and stuff since August or whenever I I started doing it before last semester, like, I could see actual results. Like, Mm -hmm. I could see my improvement in all the areas that I set goals in. And seeing the progress also gives you a huge motivator to yeah. be like, I can do it. Like, I set these goals and I achieved them and, like, I can do it. And it also shows that, like, like you said, like, just one week, if you don't do super well in one week, it's just not that big of a deal because there's so many weeks that you can just pick it right back up and turn it right back around. Like, when I was reflecting on mine, I literally, my first thing I said was, This past week was kind of a botch. (laughs) And that's fine. It's fine for a week to be a botch. (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally. Because then you have the next week to turn it right back around and try and pick yourself back up again. Yeah. And another thing that I also did that I, I kind of hated when I was younger, and I hate, I have to do this in, like, every stupid physics seminar that I have, they're like, create a vision board. And I'm like, shut up. I sure. stop. But I decided to make my own vision board that was not for a an assignment to turn in. <laughs> so I made my own vision board, I guess, for the year 2024. And I found pretty pictures that I liked off Pinterest and put it all together. And I taped it up on my mirror and so now I have a cute little you know mini image um just a visualization of all of the goals that I made Mm -hmm. so now I have it on my mirror and I can look at it and just be reminded of like the the positive energy I'm trying to have 
with my goals and all that stuff. So that also has helped as well. But I hated doing it in my physics seminars because they're like, pick one picture that is your career goals. Pick one picture. And I'm like, stop. I shut up. I don't want to have a cartoon <laughs> of a guy in a cap and gown standing on a pile of textbooks. That's stupid. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So. Well, no, And I think that, um, you know, one of the, uh, I don't know. One of the things that I think people can fall into is this idea that, oh, if we're setting the goals that are so small, does it really matter? You know what I right. mean? Right. If I'm saying, oh, reading a book contributes to my theme, am I setting it too small? I don't think so. Um, this was something in an article I was reading, and uh, it was about New Year's resolutions. And it says, make the goal so small, it's easy. And so small, you have no reasonable excuse not to act on it. This individual who they got this from says, act, this person actually recommends flossing just one tooth to start a flossing habit. <laughs> Consistency is what you're shooting for here. So set goals right. so minuscule that they're basically homeopathic. Make it too simple not to do Mm-hmm. until it's a habit then with inertia on your side expand Bam. and i think that that's just a really important thing for us to remember because again there is this temptation that we have to go big or it's not worth doing it but i think the truth of the matter is if we think about us as humans our behavior is comprised of our habits right and our habits are built on these little teeny things that we do all the time. Yeah. And so that's, I think you set the big picture with the theme or, or whatever you want to call it, but that that's kind of a big idea so that then you can set little teeny itty bitty steps, goals, things that apply to that big picture so that those become habits I mean, that's really what we're trying to do here is we're trying to right. build new habits. So I don't know. I, I think, like I say, I, I've been trying, um, I've been using the theme system journal from, um, cortex that the guys put together. I do think it's super important. Um, and, and this is, I think probably the last thing I'll kind of wrap up with. It's a waste of your time to pick a theme, to set goals to make resolutions if you're not going to spend time asking, how did I do on them? And so making sure that you reflect, and I believe personally, you have to write it down. Yeah. Whether you're typing, whether you're dictating into a document, or if you're doing handwriting, I'm doing a combination. So I have the theme system journal. It's fairly flexible. You can adapt it however you want. So for me, each day at the top, I've got the date, then the top sec, the top section, which is there's, so there's two smaller sections, a big section, and then a very small section. So the top small section is for the day before in the evening. So the very bottom section in the evening, I say, what is the most important thing I do tomorrow? So I pick one thing and I say, this is for tomorrow, the most important thing I do. Then that top section, I reflect and I write. How did I do on the most important thing yesterday? Did I do it? 
The second section is just actually a really brief check-in with myself. How am I feeling physically today? And then how do I feel mentally and emotionally? The third section, which is the big section, I then write down three things I'm grateful for. And then just kind of wrap up with any thoughts I have. So what I've adopted doing is I actually do this while I'm lifting weights. So, you know, you've got a minute, 30, two minutes, two minutes, 30 rest time in between sets, depending on how heavy I'm going. Mm -hmm. So I take the book down and I finish a set. And if I don't have to swap weights or whatever for my next 90 plus seconds, I sit down and I write. Then I go do another set and then I sit down and I write. And so in that kind of dead time between sets, when I have, I have plenty of time to fill that page and get that written. And as I'm thinking about these things, a lot of times I'll have a thought. So then I write down that thought, which then later on during the day, I'll take that thought and I'll put it somewhere digitally that I can come back to and I can reflect on it a little bit more. If there's more that I want to write about, I can do that. Uh And then in the evening, I do try and do like kind of more traditional journaling, not like a dear diary. Susie looked at me today and blah, 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 (laughs) you know, but it's like, I do try and sit down and just kind of be like, you know, how was today? What went good? What didn't go great? Sometimes, honestly, it's something as simple as, you know what? Today was rough and I'm freaking tired. I'm going to bed. Cool. And I have definitely found, and then on that, you know, on Sunday, I have that longer reflection. That's more goal specific. But I think that, I think that taking that time to ask yourself, how did I do today? What went well? What didn't go great? And just even a couple minutes just to reflect is so, so important. Yeah. Because if we don't reflect, we'll never come up with action items. I think that's where the, where we kind of, you know, we, we grease the, the brain a little bit to be able to think of those kind of things. And I think the more we reflect on them, the easier it is to come up with things because we are, we're putting our brain in that situation where it's looking for opportunities. It's looking for things and we're training our brain to, again, to think and act in a different way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I, I think my mental and emotional, just like energy has been, higher myself myself like image of myself has been higher ever since I've been doing these sorts of goals and then I because I've I feel like I'm just more capable to do things that I want to do you know yeah like it's I'm, I'm training myself to learn that I am capable of doing new things or doing things that I want to do like I'm capable of meeting my goals I'm capable of doing all of that and that's super important for me as well is just having a good self image um when it comes to all of these goals because then i can be my therapist always says um to be a gentle kind of own my own parent to myself where if i don't make a make a goal i'm like it's okay it's fine you're okay you could do it again next week you're not a horrible person for not making your goal that day, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know, we talked about being willing to be honest with yourself when you fail, Mm -hmm. but I think for me, at least being willing to be honest with myself when I fail also has helped me be honest with myself when I succeed. Right. 
And you get a healthy relationship both with being able and willing to recognize your wins and your successes and being able to, in a healthy way, recognize when you didn't accomplish it, when you fell short. And because it's a healthy relationship with that, it doesn't knock you down. It doesn't take you out of it. It just, it, you're so much more capable to accomplish. Right. Because you're comfortable when you don't, and you're willing to give yourself that grace because you also are recognizing regularly when you do and when you do good things. And I think that's the balance we got to find. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Yeah, well, do you have anything else to add? I I think no, I, I don't think so. said all my thoughts, but <laughs> I yeah, think I did for... as well. And you know, I guess the thing I'd just say is I anybody who's listening, I, I there are a lot of resources out there. And you can easily get mired in the fiddly bits of it. Yeah. Don't. Yep. Get a piece of paper, get a pencil get a pen, whatever, and ask yourself, what do I want to focus on this year or this month or this quarter or whatever? And then just kind of write down little teeny things that contribute to that big picture idea. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to do. You just, yeah. you know. It can be very so. simple if you make it that way. <laughs> it can. And it should be that way. but It should be. Anyways, thanks for chatting with me about this. Yeah, um, thank you. I always like talking about this sort of stuff because then it, it just makes me more motivated to to do keep doing what we're doing. So it does me as well. So anyway, I hope everyone out there gives us a five star rating because uh, I think this is a five star pod. So um, get down there, give us a review, give us some feedback. Um, what's the place you can give feedback? Uh, you can send a an email to feedback at, I think I have it set up, feedback at generations.fm. There you go. Well, and in that case, we will see everyone next time. See ya. Yep. Bye. Bye.